Hello, lunch lovers. A special short we're dropping for you here because I have big news, and I mean proper big news. From now on, you can become an official subscriber to Out to Lunch, and with it comes a whole host of juicy benefits. I'm here today to give you a tasting menu of those and a sneak preview. First up, subscribers will now get Out to Lunch ad-free, something I know will excite many of you, um, and me too, frankly. It's how I like my podcast to be served. But subscribers to this new venture will be getting so much more besides. You see, I was sat giving my jaw a workout on some port scratchings, wondering what tasty offerings we could provide exclusively on this new service, and it hit me. Without to lunch, normally we never have time for the cheese course. It's high time we rectify that. So once a month, we'll be dropping an exclusive episode for subscribers, in which I'll sit back down with a previous guest and catch up over the finest dairy products known to man. My first cheesy guest is the utterly outstanding godfather of TV drama, it's Russell T. Davis. He's achieved so much since we ate together back in 2019, not least the brilliant drama It's a Sin. All of that comes to you as an Out to Lunch subscriber for just £1.79 a month. And the best part is that you can try it for free right now. Just subscribe on our Apple Podcast channel. So have a taste of what's to come from my cheese feast. This one is with Russell T. Hello, Russell. Hello, Jay Rayner, my love. It is an absolute delight. Up to lunch to the cheese course. Um, so uh, let me ask you, is cheese an important part of your of your life? I love cheese. I have to stop myself. I'm 58 years old now and not getting any younger. And it's one of those things I have to stop myself buying now because it's like, no, 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 behave. Well, just to ruin things. So we have got the marvellous people at Paxton and Whitfield to send you a selection of cheeses. Um, I, I don't believe in artifice. Let's let's be clear. This had to arrive about four days ago because of the weekend. And I said to you, look, if you can't resist it, just at least make sure there's some left. How have you done? I'd like with to tell this? faithful listener that Jay said to me, you could take a nose off. <laughs> and it's been a very long weekend of sitting there going... How big is a nose? How big is how, a nose? How far can I stretch? Are we talking Pinocchio here? <laughs> There's not quite as much as when they arrived, but there is some. And you're going to leave me with an awful lot after today. And and thank you. Thank you. Mind of the Hodiac. Your oh, Doctor Who script from, what, You've 1986? doing your research. It's like during the lockdown, they did these lovely things called tweet-alongs, where they you, you'd... Everyone across the world would press play on a selected Doctor Who episode. And you tweet along with it. So me as the writer and as the director or the actors, you get the actors to come along. We'd all tweet along. And they got thousands of people would come and join in, which is really fun and a very nice thing to do. You know, remember that first lockdown was very mm. strange and odd and things like that helped. They were genuinely lovely things. They're organised by a woman called Emily Cook. So one day there was a tweet along and I was, I was, and I thought I'll find it here right behind me over there. I thought, oh, I'll find the script for this. And I grabbed the script with a bunch of other papers. And then once the tweet along was over, I was like, oh, what are these papers? And it was a script I'd written for Doctor Who in my Cardiff bedsit in 1986 or 1987. On, not an old-fashioned typewriter, on an electric typewriter. Ooh, do you remember electric typewriters? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this must have been um, a spec script. Yes, a spec script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, uh, I wasn't a student, I was unemployed. And um, yeah, I just sat there and in Roth in Cardiff, bashed that out. I think I sent it off. I think, I must have. Um, I don't know whether they ever got a reply. I probably didn't, you know, it was just a slush pile of a million things. Although I don't know if I ever sent it off because... No, I, well, I can tell the, you, I'll just fill in the gaps for you. According to oh, the public prints, you did send it off and you got a note back saying there's a lot of promise in this, but we've been cancelled. 
That's right. That's right. That's right. I did. Yes, years later. Yes, that's right. I must have photographed because, of course, there's no files. There's no PDFs or anything. It's um, it, it's this version I've got is typed onto that paper. The young people I'm working with making this audio version of it now can't understand that. That's they the thing we should say. Big finish. The the who do a lot yes. of audio Doctor Who stories are recording a version of this with the sick making doctor. It. Colin and Baker. it's Colin Baker as the sick doctor, and Bonnie Langford has said she'll do it. She was the companion Mel. That's who it's written for. So um, it's it's a real laugh. It's we had a meeting about it last week on Zoom, and um, it's going to happen. It's 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 oh, it's got psychic powers, evil aliens, all that stuff. I, I, so I have to just, ask um, you. Um, you were yeah. twenty three when you wrote it. Just yeah. just between you and me. Yeah. How is it? I mean, is it all right? Oh, it's good. It's a good. Oh, it's great. Oh God. <laughs> Listen, Doctor Who is in my bones. It's in my bones. It's like it's it's not that far from the version of Doctor Who I ended up writing in two thousand and five. It's not. It really isn't. And um, yeah, we're just trying to work out. There's a really crucial bit of plot, uh, a bit of plotting around the Doctor's coat. Remember, Colin Baker wore that I mad do. tartan, yellow, blue, red coat. That's very hard to work on audio. We're literally sitting here going, where did you get that very vivid coat from? Where did you get that vivid coat with tartan patterns and yellow cuffs? Oh, I stand to my <laughs> coat on a fence. <laughs> I think I might have to reduce reduce it to that, I'm afraid. <laughs> but I think people will join in with the joke. But I love the fact that that coat is so important. I was obviously fixated on it at the time. How straight, isn't life, life is lovely sometimes. I'm glad that I wrote that all those years ago and then lo and behold... I can't believe I kept it. Kept it on a pile of papers I didn't know it was there. How weird. But very happy. How delicious. Go on. Support Out to Lunch by hitting subscribe. And all this and much more will be yours. Mm-hmm.